In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... Chrissy Teigen referred to Donald Trump as a pussy-ass bitch. Look, he's a sick puppy. He, he, shouldn't, be, he shouldn't be there. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. I'm going to punch him out and I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to be happy. The Betches Sub Podcast. A speaker has not been elected. Hello, this is the Betches Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. I'm Amanda Duberman, the news director at Betches. I'm Elise Morales, writer of the Betches Sub Newsletter. And I'm Millie Tamaris, comedian and sub-video contributor. You guys, I just set up my mic arm, and I feel very podcast Barbie today. I can't oh, get over it. Podcast Barbie. The mic arm feels amazing. It like it, it, it really does elevate the situation. But it also makes me feel like a guy who's about to start talking about females and like yeah, 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 and be like, makeup is a form of gaslighting, if you think about it. <laughs> One of my favorite TikToks that I've seen in the past 24 hours is this guy. And it's guy. thousands. Yeah, because I've seen a lot. Um, but what is this guy, this clip from a podcast where this guy's like, ladies, if your man wakes you up at two in the morning and asks you to cook him something to eat, what are you going to make him? And then it's like cut with this girl who has the most beautiful pair of acrylics. She literally put her fist into in between two slices of bread yes. to <laughs> imply that it was a knuckle sandwich. Uh-huh. Um, and that is just peak comedy right there. Right. Yep. And, and I didn't get to it in today's outline because we're going to focus on the aliens. But like, literally, that's the shit that Andrew Tate said, who literally has sex trafficked women. If a man mm-hmm. asks you to make a sandwich at 2 a.m., you, you're going to want to. You're going to want to look into what he's doing when he says he's just hanging out with the boys. Yep. Because it might be a Romanian sex trafficking ring. I mean. <laughs> could be. Could be. Study show. I'm feeling very loose today. I feel like it's like dead of summer. It's too hot. I'm getting like stir crazy. That does relate to our number today. Today's number is 101 because 101 degrees is the temperature that seawater in Florida reached this week. It's a fucking hot tub. Like, Marine life can sustain this. Millie, have you ever been in, in Florida waters that felt like a hot tub? Yes. Actually, when you're in a hot beach, like you want water that's mm-hmm. going to cool you down and stuff. And like it it feels like you're getting into a warm tub <sighs> sometimes when you're in like Florida waters. That's yeah. how I was when, when I went last week. Mm-hmm. And somebody said it's just like this is why the orcas are fucking like – destroying yachts because (laughs) they're in this hot ass water they're reaching to the surface like bitch what the fuck is going on who's touching the thermostat Mm -hmm. and it's because elon musk needs to be on 20 minute jet rides Mm -hmm. yep yeah and therefore all the marine life is boiling and the orcas are (laughs) i was reading another headline about the orcas that they did a study where they like they found that um, mother orcas are really good at like keeping their um, 
their sons specifically from fighting. Like they looked at like the scarring on like male orcas. And literally if they had a mother that had reached it to menopause, they had like less scarring because it meant their mother was present like throughout their most of their life to keep them from getting into trouble. And I just think that's beautiful. But also the emotional labor, the prolonged mothering that these orcas have to do is out of control. Yeah, well, that's honestly probably part of the reason they're angry is like I I did all this to raise uh, an elevated and enlightened feminist man. And you guys are just going to boil him alive. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck that. Um, I also read some kind of a headline that I'm like definitely like 10,000 degrees too stupid to talk about, about how some one of our currents Mm. is going to change by 2025 because of climate change and how warm the water is. TLDR, my understanding, (laughs) it's not a good situation with this current that's going to change. I don't know, though. Isn't climate change fake or whatever? Well, I've seen a snowball in my lifetime. Yeah, so (laughs) I don't know. This also makes me think about how, like, they really, the climate deniers, like, were successful in their PR campaign to get people to stop calling it global warming. It's fucking global warming. The globe is warming. Well, not anymore, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, that shit, that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. And been sunk by a fucking orca, bitch. Like, Mm -hmm. you're talking about uh, 117 degrees in Phoenix, dog. Oh. Uh, uh, well, there's also a lot of TikToks, which I've been enjoying, of people baking bread in their mailbox, fry, putting a cast iron pan on the sidewalk in Vegas and leaving it for 10 minutes and then coming back and frying an egg on it, baking cookies in their car. Like, it's just like... This is the end of times. It's not good. These are the things they put in the movies when we were a little bit younger to be like, this is when you, this is shit got bad. You know how we can tell people are baking bread in their mailboxes. Imagine that. Well, bitch, where the fuck is Jake Gyllenhaal? Because it's about to be the day after tomorrow and I need to make out with some Jake. (laughs) You heard her, Jake. You heard her. Jake, Jake, I know you're listening to this podcast. First of all, shower more. Second of all, I'll Mm -hmm. make out with you. My friend does workout classes with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Interesting. She's in Tribeca. Wow. Yeah. yeah, she is. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal's around. I, I, that was only noteworthy for me. And then I'll promise we'll get to our topics where, like, I mean, I feel whatever. Like, I feel like I use a little bit more Gen Z slang than my friends who are also in their like mid 30s. Like, like, what kind of slang? Yeah. So I, one of my friends has like a one year old and she just has beautiful, wispy, curly hair. And we we're talking about like how beautiful it was. And I was like, Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal found dead. And my friend just goes, what? I just saw her at Tracy Anderson. (laughs) No. That's so So funny. I learned you have to be a careful in mixed company. That's so (laughs) funny. Yeah. So so you got to be careful with that one. Uh, Similar to that. One time I took a yoga class with Nick Kroll. He was really good at yoga. And we were standing next to each other. And we had to do some like partner exercises. But... It's hard. It's a thin line in yoga class with guys because <laughs> it's always like they're, it's if they do, sometimes they'll be doing too much. Yeah. They're not wear. they're literally, sometimes they'll come in wearing literal panties, <laughs> like nothing. And then they're showing off. Nick Kroll was like, you can tell this motherfucker's done yoga. Yeah. But it wasn't obnoxious and he was great. Yeah. Did you guys know Nick Kroll is a, like it comes from a billionaire family? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that oh, until recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Miss Louise, uh, mm-hmm. Louis Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, listen, Orcas, Jake Gyllenhaal, pause. Orcas, <laughs> listen up. 
If you need a fucking uh, a yacht to sink. Well, speaking of famous actors and the heat, Elise, it was a very hot day earlier this week, but I saw you were out there at the SAG rally. Yes, I was there. I was there for the very end because um, I actually didn't had a commercial AOC. audition, which Ooh. is unstruck. So I'm Ooh. allowed to. So I was very I was feeling very actorly. And then I was absolutely boiling hot. Yeah. The craziest heat I've In ever. The most heavenly part of the world. Yeah, in the middle of Times Square. And then the rally ended and I was like, oh my God, now I'm in the middle of Times Square and it's 100 degrees. It's like, this is actually bad. (laughs) But I did see Steve Buscemi and Brian Cranston, which was fun. But you, so you missed AOC. I did because I, yeah, I missed the beginning. They've been doing, because of the heat, I think partially, Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff has been like earlier in the morning. Which oh, I 9 a.m. in Times Square. 9 a.m. But I, which I get. But it doesn't work for my schedule. Yeah. No. Yeah. I can't rally so, for workers' rights then. I am I actually have I write a newsletter and so I can't do it at that time. Widely but, read and celebrated <laughs> newsletter. Um, but it was really cool. It was really cool to be to like see everybody rallied, to be a part of it. And then when I got home, which was honestly like a total of being outside for probably like 35 minutes Mm -hmm. I felt horrible Mm -hmm. the rest of the day like so crazy bad my like muscles were tense I was like why am I so tired what is this and then yeah Danny my husband was like it's because you went outside (laughs) and I was like god damn yeah you're right which is crazy because Mm -hmm. I wasn't like outside all day I was just outside for a concentrated amount of time and it absolutely sapped me millie Mm -hmm. i feel like you go for it in the heat like does it bother you or do you have a high heat tolerance you were out on a moped Uh, well moped is like the the best case scenario moped is the truly the best case scenario for for the thing i i'll try to like not walk my you know i'll do it in the morning and then at 6 p.m in in florida florida has taught me that you want to avoid outside from 12 to 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, 12 God. to 2 is the hot, hot spot. Like, that's the hottest time of the day. So I try not to do that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you gotta. With this dog now, it's like, I gotta go outside. I don't want this motherfucker to piss in my house. Exactly. Um, yeah, and, and he'll are... still do it because he's a dick. But Because he's a man. Because he's a man and he doesn't listen. Guys, yesterday was his birthday. Hashtag Betches oh Pups. God. I didn't know your birthdays were so close. We are, yeah. He's a full-on Leo. If you've ever been in my house, you know he's a Leo. Mm -hmm. Valentino is absolutely a Leo. He he will fucking get on your lap. (laughs) He gets on everyone's lap and makes you give him belly rubs. That's a Leo ass dog. Mm -hmm. He he's not a barker or anything, but he will he will not relent. Yeah. And I would say that he's like fastidious about his appearance. Like he's always looking. He always comes up looking good. He's yeah. got his little cute poodle floof hair. Yeah. That's yeah. more his mom. But <laughs> that's but, yeah. but like he I think he communicates subtly to you that he's like, I need yeah, he needs this. I yeah. need to be groomed. And you know, yesterday I was at dinner and you know I, I'm just gonna be vulnerable with you guys and like share this and it's a little sensitive and I know we have news to go, but like 
someone dead named my dog and <gasps> said that called him by his dead name Dennis, which was the Dennis. name that he had when that I is got rude. him. And first of all, Millie Tamaris cannot have a dog named Dennis. No. Uh, but someone said you should have kept Dennis. And to <gasps> that I said, No. That friendship is can you imagine On a the cute rocks. poodle named Dennis? Dennis? Mm-hmm. Dennis? No, if somebody's like, oh, my dog's named Dennis. He's friendly. I'd be like, that's Dennis is a creep. Get him no. away from me. Yeah. Valentino, no, no, no. he's no, friendly. No, no, oh, no, great. That's cute. Not. I, I'm into that. It's not uh, a Morty and it's not a Rusty. No. Right, right. Rusty's, no. Rusty's original name was Luke. No. Oh, that's what so is weird? This? That sounds like a bachelor. <laughs> These sounds yeah. like bachelor yeah, like, names. Morty's was Alexander, which is so strange. <laughs> that's Why? so crazy. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like they know they're gonna that you're gonna change it, but it is right. like I'm like yeah. Luke. <laughs> Alexander. <laughs> no, we need people to know the 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 ethnic background of this dog. <laughs> Wisconsin, Jewish, right, and Latino. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Let's get to the main news, which is (laughs) them aliens. Them aliens. Aliens. And by this, we're not talking about undocumented people we are talking about 
Yeah, which they should not be. No, on this liberal podcast, we would never, Never. we would never. We were talking about extraterrestrial Mm -hmm. beings. If you go by- Non-human. Right. Non-human biologics, which I made a joke in the morning announcement, so that's what I'm going to call my vibrator now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You just put that out in the world and you're like, does that make sense? Okay. (laughs) So if you go by the whistleblower's account yesterday, the United States is in possession of an extraterrestrial aircraft with non-human biological- Remains. I mean, Millie, you highlighted, I think, the take of the of the day yesterday, which came from Nicole Snooker, Felici, who was just was just thrilled by this. She did sort of fake news it where she was like the government announced there are aliens, which isn't exactly what happened. But, you know, I'm going to say that she might not be the most media literate person. Well, also, I'm like. Nicole, you've lived through some pretty <laughs> significant moments. I have not heard, like, I have not read a tweet from her about the pandemic. Did she comment on Black Lives Matter movement? No. January the women, it, it, all that stuff? No. UFOs? It's history. All caps <laughs> history being made in front this of our eyes. This is her biggest headline since um, since Fetterman hired her on Cameo. Yeah, and I don't think she <laughs> fucking so willingly, willingly like, she did knew not about know. it. She did not know what her commentary actually meant. So what happened yesterday? The mainly uh, retired Major David Grush, a former Air Force intelligence officer who was specifically tasked with investigating unexplained aerial phenomena. He basically said that we are in possession of extraterrestrial aircraft and even potentially like dead alien corpse pieces, just body body parts of something non, non-human. So Grush's testimony really gripped the nation. It's very interesting, you know, as people that follow even the boring shit that happens day to day to the news, it is always sometimes surprising to see what everyone latches on to. But like yesterday, I was like, oh, oh, Snooky, Snooky watched the hearing. I felt a little, I was like, oh, I didn't have it on all day. I felt, I felt a little uh, outdone by, by Snooky. Congress, so members of Congress from both sides of the aisle, this was a probably one of the most bipartisan hearings we've ever seen. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> truly, truly. To see like Jamie Raskin and like Nancy Mace and Matt Gates asking like very similar questions. And also like, because usually the hearing, at least one person hijacks the hearing for their own yeah, games yeah. or whatever. But the fact that like I saw clips of AOC being like, where should I look for this information? <laughs> and and then also Matt Gates being like, I have seen the aliens. <laughs> like, and nobody was like trying to hijack it to be like, do you like talk about issues on the left or right. It right. was literally like they were like, no, we are locked in on what this hearing is actually about. This is how government is supposed to work, people. <laughs> so Grush says in recent years, he had worked on the federal government's unidentified aerial phenomena task force. That is a thing that we all know does exist. Obviously, the government is like looking into this. But he says there are other secret programs that have given the government greater insights into whether aliens exist and that information is being withheld from Congress, which can be illegal. The whistleblower... And the Pentagon has denied everything he says, obviously, testified before the House Oversight Committee on Wednesday that the U.S. government has conducted a multi-decade program in which it collected materials from crashed UFOs and attempted to reverse engineer them. The government isn't just doing this, apparently, to learn more about the the like vessels. They're not just trying to put them back together like Legos. Like They want to see if they have technology that, that we can use. Um, and Grush referred to this as an 80-year Cold War that's just been going on behind the scenes. And in one exchange... Grush claimed that his sources confirmed the presence of, quote, non-human biologics in the discovered aircraft. He claimed that he has discussed the program with people who had uh, personally seen a non-origin aircraft. But just like 
pause for pause for non-human biologics. I mean, that was definitely the moment that was like, what the fuck? You have alien this this man says we have alien pieces. Just that's in the I DC feel like somewhere. that's the pull quote that's of the, the day. Is the non-human biologics. And also he had this moment where they were like, have like someone asked about extraterrestrials and he was like, I actually prefer the term non-human because <laughs> We don't know where they're coming from, and they could... Basically, his answer was, like, we actually don't know if they're, like, from space. They could be, like, from another dimension. I was like, what the fuck? I was not ready for that. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, that really stuck with me of him being, like, I don't want to (laughs) denote... where they're coming from by saying yeah. extraterrestrial. I don't want to misgender the... <laughs> basically, like, I don't want to say if yeah. they're from space or if they're from, yeah, another dimension or plane of existence or whatever. And I was like, oh, baby, okay. Yeah, that's okay. a lot. I'm, but the point is that if there is some, there is something out there... Yeah. But and they do have a way to get here, but they're not staying and they don't want to be here because Earth is ghetto. Right. That's basically what's happening. We're boiling our marine right. life. Yeah. There's submersibles. I mean, you know, that's the thing is that they they drove past this neighborhood very quickly. <laughs> so quickly they might have crashed. And then they might have yeah, crashed exactly. on their way to get the fuck out of here. Totally. They ran a light. They were like, I cannot wait at this light. And down down they came. So he yeah. didn't offer a ton of specifics because he said he couldn't do that in a public hearing. But he kept saying, like, if we get into a skiff, then we can uh then we can talk about this more. A skiff was just like the secure um room where he can he can uh, go into more detail. Amazing. Also present for the hearing were two Navy pilots who say they came up close and personal with an unexpected aerial object and said that pilots like them who have encountered unexplained objects have been discouraged from speaking publicly. They made it sound like if you try to speak up about this, you're kind of like mocked or even like blacklisted. I mean, obviously this whistleblower, I think he filed his whistleblower complaint and he didn't go into into detail, but suggested that there was some, you know, retaliation. Certainly setting up the idea that there's sort of like this vast government conspiracy to make sure people don't know about this potential program. Yeah. One of the videos that wh- one of the pilots took this video that's really famous that's called the Tic Tac yeah. video because it looks like two Tic Tacs are flying around. And I have to say, because I always have to shout out my boy from Blink-182. Yeah, of course. That the reason we know about the Tic Tac video is uh-huh. because Tom DeLonge's Alien School, the two the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, mm-hmm. forced the government to release it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Tom DeLonge has been, you know that he was all over social media. He's been posting... Well, they have shirts that say Tom was right. And mm-hmm. like, and when I was at the Blink-182 concert, a lot of people had signs that said Tom was right. Mm-hmm. But... He was posting Tom was right stuff. He posted a video of him in the 90s being like, aliens are real. And they're yeah. here and they're real. One of my favorite albums, Enema of the State. Aliens exist. <laughs> yeah, aliens exist. Tracked four of mm-hmm. the album. And three or four. It's an three early or track. Four. Yeah, it's an early. I think it's three, actually. Track yeah. three of the 1999 Blink-182 album, Enema of the State. It's the one that starts Hey, mom, there's something, something in the, in back the room. <laughs> Hope it's, it's not those the creature creatures from above. above. Wow, wow. And I mean, I used to, Elise, I used to think you were overstating that. And then no. I read an article, like, 
Tom DeLonge contributed to the mainstreaming of the acceptance of the fact that people 100%. have seen things that we can't explain. Like he and a couple journalists that used to be considered fringe and then some members of Congress like Harry Reid who were like, let's bring this in. Like Tom DeLonge absolutely is kind of the reason we're all here today talking Amanda, about this. I feel like the sooner that you accept know. that me and Elise got something, the craziest shit you've heard me and Elise say that, True that, news. It's fucking real, dog. I know. It is fucking yeah. real. It it's it's funny and it's also like to be perfectly honest. Uh huh. I'm very uh, like if Tom Zalong was going to use his <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two money to get into some fringe thing. Safest this is one. Honestly, the most mm-hmm. neutral, mm-hmm. chill thing mm-hmm. for him to do. Like mm-hmm. again, bipartisan. Yep. Whatever, if he wants to use his Blink-182 money to Lots bring... Lots of it, because informa- they got a lot of fucking money. Exactly, to bring, like, alien information to the forefront. I don't have any problem with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This I is don't America. have to feel weird about that. I don't have to feel weird about going to his show and buying his merch. Mm-hmm. I can be... A- I'm like, I'm so happy... That that's what you decided to do with this yeah. power and influence that you that have. paired with Travis Barker, it's like you really could not have predicted the the cultural the ultimate cultu- cultural impact <laughs> of Blink One Eighty Two in this day, and then yeah. and then Mark suing his Surviving. neighbor, oh, for, yeah. yeah, suing his neighbor for a tree. I mean, really, there is the difference. Like, I love how those he are survived the- cancer and he's like, fuck these hedges. I can't stand it. I'm going to fucking sue you for a million dollars. I mean, really, they're the they're outside of alt-rightism, those are the three paths mm-hmm. older white men can take in this country. Being an angry neighbor, yep. getting into aliens, and having a second marriage and having a kid <laughs> at like 50 years old. Like 182, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, like one eighty two is the Barbie for is Barbie for men. They're all different <laughs> kids. Okay, so is this guy legit? Is is he telling you know the truth? I mean, a Defense Department spokesperson denied any cover up and maintained that there's no evidence such a program exists. Of course, they're going to say that anything the government denies of aliens is like I'm you know not necessarily going to take um, at at face value. And like we said, this is there's like some bipartisan criticism of the Pentagon by, you know, members of both major political parties for just not really being transparent enough about what they know. Specifically this guy. Now we're going to do like the skeptic take. So I there's a Vox article about this. And basically Grush has repeated secondhand claims that have long circulated through the intelligence and military community. That does not mean that they're not true. It doesn't mean whatever he heard is not true. But like it also could mean that he's sort of you know, at the end of a decades long game of telephone, but he's not the first person to have talked about this. He's just sort of like the first to be kind of like legitimized by, by Congress when the New York times. So apparently he went to the New York times and the Washington post, like saying, can you publish my claims? And they couldn't do it. And when, when an outlet doesn't publish it, it doesn't mean that they think the person's full of shit. It's just like, we can't, we don't have enough evidence to sort of stand behind this. So we ultimately gave the story to um, an outlet called The Debrief. And they're, they've are they been referred to as like UFO friendly, but they're very much like journalists who have, like Tom DeLong, done mainstream reporting on, you know, what what people have seen and why we don't really talk about it. Those journalists have really mainstreamed the fact that there are real unexplained aerial phenomena. Like that is that is true. People see things that we can't explain. And it's really only in the past like three or four years that the federal government has even acknowledged that and been open to talking more about that, which is kind of which is kind of nuts. Yeah, it is very interesting to see a shift in that, like they're actually going to have a public hearing 
mm-hmm. about this specific thing. When I was watching roundups on TikTok, there were a lot of comments that are like, they're trying to distract us. The fact that they're even talking about this is because <laughs> they're they want to do whatever. Yeah. And it's interesting to me because actually Hillary Clinton's a big alien person. Mm. Yeah, she's an alien girly. She has been open about that. Um, and one of the conversations I had with a friend is like, do you think that if this stuff is true, do you think they just didn't tell Trump? Because he yeah. would say immediately, and by the, the way, d- the deepest secrets. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I'm just like, if you put a gun to my head two years ago and was like, what is the one issue that is going to unite this country, this super de- politically divided country, this Congress that has like, in all terms and senses, like, unfunction, like, does not function, yeah. can't pass shit, can't do anything without it getting extremely partisan. What is going to be the one issue that everyone can agree on? It would have not been fucking aliens. I'll fucking tell you that. Uh, and and it just, you know, begs the question, what does the Supreme Court think about it? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the Supreme Court dissent. I had that thought too, yeah. What does, what does Clarence know? Clarence has spent a lot of time with rich people. I mean... I was reading today that like Harry Reid, Harry Reid was super into aliens and UFOs. Nevada. And was, yeah. He's yeah. from Nevada. That's that's where aliens love mm. to go to Nevada. That's why. <laughs> and apparently he'd become aware. This is this is dark. This is crazy. That Lockheed Martin was in possession of materials from a crashed alien aircraft, which makes <gasps> me fucking shudder. I don't like private companies having that shit. I don't know why no. I trust. I mean, I'm generally like a trust the government type of person with a healthy amount of skepticism but like I guess I think I trust the government to have these aircrafts more than Lockheed Martin absolutely <laughs> I think if I dare thing say I get hung up on <laughs> the thing that, that, that I get hung up on the one when thing. we're talking about are they interdimensional creatures or things from another planet I don't under if they're from another planet fully right my question is, I don't understand. <laughs> God, I can't believe we're getting into this. I feel like they wouldn't have crafts and technology mm. that are recognizable to us. So that's why my feeling is I go more down the, these are Earth, Mm. these are interdimensional travelers that are maybe Mm. oh my god okay like (laughs) humans from the future yeah or on a different something earth based from on a different plane of existence because for me for something to have developed on a completely different planet and be a completely different thing why why do they use it like like why do they have metal yeah. why do they he, like why does he look like a guy i'm sold i'm sold it's just humans from another dimension <laughs> these are my questions this is what yeah. i would have asked multiverse yeah yeah i'm kind of in a multiverse everything everywhere all at once right because another planet would have had to compl- would have had to develop like evolve completely differently like why would any of it be anything like anything we would yeah recognize? why would it be recognizable to us in any way, shape, or form. Now, Tom DeLong, and I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> Tom DeLong said on, wait for it, Joe Rogan's podcast. No! 
God. That he thinks that the aliens, whatever being they are, that they have telekinetic powers. Interesting. That we could potentially access that mm-hmm. they would like us they their reason for coming here is that they would like to stop us from being able to access the telekinetic influences mm-hmm. on the level that they have them okay so. and he's but he's a leader in the field <laughs> he's been <laughs> right before <laughs> all right well something i'll just say like a tweet that really captured my attitude about aliens yeah is that somebody tweeted, so y'all don't care aliens are real and we're not alone in the universe or... And then someone replied, which again is my <laughs> thing, at, at ShayXOnline replied, are they eating my pussy or paying my rent? Maybe then I'll give a fuck. And that- <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. It's just yeah. not my business. It's and not- in that order, unless <laughs> yeah. they're eating my pussy or paying my rent. Then it doesn't affect. Then it's not my business. <laughs> it's certainly interesting. And if they do decide they want to ask us for something or parlay with us for mm-hmm. some reason, then you know, send Amy Adams to the front lines. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If, if we have Adams a rival situation, okay. yeah, I I want aliens to be just like a rival. I fucking love that movie. I'm like that obsessed really with that great. movie. And that is one thing where I'm like, okay, they did have a, cr- a craft that is metal, but the aliens yeah. were. Co- I liked the the premise of Arrival. I like because it acknowledges that arrival. any alien. Oh, it's really good. That any alien that was like an extraterrestrial alien that came here would look would not look like a guy. It would no. look like a crazy elephant shadow thing that we would have to try to figure out how to talk to it. Right. Isn't the term like biology, biologics, like, like isn't that rooted in the fact that it, maybe not human, I guess, but it's like a, a, an organism that biologics. we, mm. yeah, an organism that we believe like lives mushrooms here. and shit. Okay, yeah, I like uh, the idea of them being like really pretty figures that look like they were drawn by calligraphy pens, just you know, with Amy yeah. Adams well, helping them through. To tie in pop culture, one of my favorite things is that um, the <laughs> the <laughs> one of the Kens in the Barbie. Uh, the 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 British one, I think. What he's just like this light skinned black guy who's very very handsome. In Marvels, <laughs> he plays like an even an evil alien lord in this Marvel series that's out right now called Secret Invasion about shape shifting aliens that are among us. There's like a million of them out there, Ooh. and they're among us, and we don't know because they can shape shift. And he plays this evil alien boss, and in Barbie, he's like probably the dumbest himbo of them all. So yeah, I read, that is I, what I, I like read like there's like a real theory that like one out of 10 of us is an alien. Like they're the aliens are everywhere. They're just dressed up as humans and they're just really and you fucking know, with good my at luck, it. Amanda, I've dated five of them. <laughs> <laughs> I dated five. Of, there's this one guy specifically that I'm not sure was from this planet. <laughs> I'm like, Doug, what is your fucking deal? Like, are you weird? Do you like that one? I just had no explanation. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, because he was just so particular. Really? Before before we go on to another story, I do want us to go down the line, get on the record. Not necessarily do you believe David Grush, but do you believe? Yes. 
I'm gonna say I'm I'm a hard yes. I feel like it would be strange for the in the whole universe there not to be other extraterrestrials. And I think I'm even gonna go yes on the inter the multiverse. Interdimensional <laughs> I think I'm gonna say yes to the multiverse. Yes, in my to head is the meme where it's like nobody, Elise Morales. I think there's a multiverse. I don't yeah, think, I think there's a the multiverse, multiverse alien thing. <laughs> I'm I, definitely I, yes on the alien. The multiverse, I'm, I'm gonna need more convincing. Need more info. I'm yeah. gonna need more info on that. <laughs> I, okay, I'm just gonna tell you the diet of one of these. Okay, d- two instances where I feel like in my daily life I encountered yeah. aliens. One was this guy I was dating. I asked him like what he ate like uh, we were talking about like kind of what he eats like on a daily basis he goes to the grocery store and gets like a kaiser roll then gets a microwavable chicken nuggets and eat microwaves it puts it in the kaiser roll and then eats a banana on the side three times a week that's That's an alien alien. that's That's a fucking alien alien. that's a fucking alien and another time (laughs) two three weeks ago i was in um (laughs) i was i think i told you i was in uh this bar on a date um and these kids uh, these these they looked maybe european very tall slender aryan kid but they were wearing green one big eyeball (laughs) (laughs) they were wearing like this guy this one guy was wearing a jersey with a happy face on it Uh and a button down over it and this other guy it just looked like in those in those no, in those movies where the aliens are yeah. in the human bodies and they pick out random pieces of <laughs> yeah. outfits and it's like, this is what humans wear. And they walked into the bar and they like sat down and they were like, I will have one, sir. Like that was the behavior of uh-huh. these kids in Bushwick. Like they were trying to fit in <laughs> so hard that I'm like, these are fucking aliens. Mm-hmm. These are mm-hmm. aliens. They were like, so like, I will have one of your finest uh, beverages. <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah, Kaiser roll with chicken nuggets and a bite banana. That's not right. That's not human. That's not. It is because when you talk about like the outfit and that yeah. the that meal, it's like it's one of those things where it's like you're technically correct. These are foods. These are clothes. Yes. But when you yes. put them together, off. It's not. It, it's not right. <laughs> it's giving yes. alien. It's giving so alien. Really, you're a yes on aliens. Oh yes. Yeah, I'm going to have my eyes peeled for these types now. Guys, and listen, when was like the biggest, remember that Area 51 thing? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then the Popeye's chicken sandwich came out mm-hmm. right after that and we all forgot? <laughs> uh, that's not a fucking coincidence. Something's going on. Something's going on. Something's going on. That's the on. thing. Like, I'm not sure if I believe everything that David Grush says. Um, I think that just because you're, you know, in a cool government agency doesn't mean you're not a Looney Tune, but for the same, like Elise said, like it's just to me, it's very narcissistic of human to think that like where where all there is. I, it, it just feels like it would be harder to explain why we were the only ones than it would to explain that there are other people, other other things yeah. out there. But I certainly do not want to be around when we get the confirmation. Do you? I mean, Amanda, it's 118 <laughs> degrees in Phoenix. We're, we're not going to be around. <laughs> All right, let's talk about another subhuman person. Donald Trump is uh, facing his third indictment. I think it's going to happen today, though I, I recognize I've said that before. But I think this is one of the grand jury in this case's last meetings. And uh, Donald Trump's legal team was meeting with special counsel Jack Smith uh, this morning. We're talking on Thursday. 
The grand jury, uh, we've talked a lot about this potential indictment. It would be the first to involve Trump's attempt to overturn the 2020 election and his role in motivating the insurrection. If you want to hear our like full conversation about that and how it would affect the 2024 election, just scroll down our episode titles now. We include like the two biggest topics that we discussed to make it easier for you to find that stuff. And so we're not like repeating everything for regular listeners. So I think that one just says like Trump indictment. And we'll cover the nature of that indictment and new insights in our episode on Monday. I think it could be pretty explosive if there's like stuff in there we haven't heard before. Apparently, Jack Smith used a lot of the same, a lot of the evidence from the January 6th committee. So it'll be, you know, a lot of that like evidence and uh, testimony. This is sort of related, but uh, we have a Rudy Giuliani update. Speaking of another alien, he could be one. I don't know. I feel yeah. like aliens are smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not doing a good job. They would have recalled him by now. <laughs> Aliens know what hair dye to use. Yeah. <laughs> he honestly might be too human. Like he's, <laughs> he's too so, human. Like he's actually too rooted in the the foul his fallible human nature. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like an alien wouldn't marry their cousin. <laughs> I don't think so. That is true. I always forget about that. No. Oh, man. No, if he was aware of all the vast options that yes. were available both yes. on this earth yes. and off, yes. he wouldn't be married to this guy. Yes. So <laughs> I'm going to say, while I believe they exist, I do not believe they exist in the body, in the body. of Rudolph Giuliani. Rudolph Giuliani. <laughs> Can you imagine an alien mayor of New York during... 9-11. I mean, talk about conspiracy. So Rudy Giuliani has admitted that he made defamatory statements about two Georgia election Sorry. workers. I'm like, aliens wouldn't do Four Seasons landscaping. <laughs> no. Exactly. No. There's just so much proof. Ample proof. We, we've crossed one person off the list. Human as hell. I'm just imagining. Hubris. If there was one member, like prominent member of government who we talk about a lot, like whether it's like in the administration, the House or the Senate, that you would you would put your money on being the alien, who, who would it be? Mm. I mean, uh, Mitch McConnell did did glitch yesterday. Mitch McConnell did glitch yesterday. I feel like (laughs) the thing about being an alien isn't that like you. Aliens are like a magnet in the middle of our show. We just keep going back to it. I know. I feel like it's um, Mitt Romney. Like (gasps) that's a good one. That's a really good one. He drinks milk for dinner. Like this motherfucker. Yeah, he is not of this world. Because no. that's the thing. It's not about how much the person sucks. It's about how much of a freaking weirdo they are. <laughs> like, Mike Pence is like, a good one, too. I Mike think Mike Pence. Pence. Mike mm-hmm. Pence is maybe AI. Like, he's like a Republican <laughs> yeah. AI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's from another dimension from like the early yeah. 1820s. Yeah. But yeah. I would say Mitt Romney is the alien. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. or Mike Pence. Who are your guesses? Mitt I think Romney those are brilliant a really guesses. good one. Because it's like someone who just drinks milk for fun. Yeah, and somebody that just has something sort of like uncanny about them. Yeah, I almost thought Paul Ryan, but no. Yeah, I, that came to me as well, but. No, he's yeah. too You know what I, I like, love about Paul Ryan? Have not heard a fucking piece of had I haven't heard a word from him. I love, well, he's what, Apple you know Grove, which we might he's get done. to today. I think that there is some, I think sometimes Kamala gives alien, mm. but I'm not going to say in the same degree uh, as Mitch McConnell or um, as Mitt Romney and Mike Pence. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm trying to, that's what I was trying to do is be like, okay, for, for the sake of, you know, both sides in it, I'm exactly. like, who, with Democrat is an alien. Kamala is a little alien-like I, in certain I don't know times. if she's an alien. I think she's a clone. 
And then sometimes mm. they, or like a Stepford wife, where mm. sometimes they let the real, like the Florida speech, she mm-hmm. escaped the Stepford yeah, wife thing yeah, yeah. and did the Kamalaism and they captured her and put her back yeah, and then had the little wife thing. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is not Oof. a Democrat, but she's giving alien to me too. Yeah. She's just very, I feel like you, you don't really see her weird. head move on her neck that much. And yeah. she's very weird. The brows are giving not of this. Yes. Un- uncanny Valley. Yeah. Okay. But Rudy Giuliani is indeed <laughs> a human. And so like, I think we all remember this when he was saying really dangerous things about a pair of election workers. Their names are Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss. Their mother and daughter, and he they got like death threats and shit. Terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. And Trump, Trump personally like tweeted out videos of them. Apparently, when Trump called Raffensperger to ask for the eleven thousand votes, he mentioned them by name eighteen times. Like, Whoa. Um, imagine finding out like that is already scary. And then a whole fucking insurrection happened. Like these women are terrified. They the FBI told them like you shouldn't stay where you live uh, for the time being. So obviously they're suing the shit out of Rudy Giuliani. This has been going on for a long time. And up until now, he has really refused to to admit that he made defamatory statements or that he lied at all. But what he admitted to, I think, is sort of like a legal maneuver because because he refused to concede that the false statements he made caused any damage to the election workers, which we just talked about. They had considerable damage and inconvenience and fear. And he said that even if they were defamatory, they were protected speech. So apparently he mainly admitted to this because he's responsible for the women's legal fees and they're just going and going and going. This case has been going on since 2021 and he just wants to move on to the next phase. Again, he accused these two election workers, Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss, of scapegoating them. Well, he was uh, he scapegoated them, and he basically said that they were like responsible for overturning the election result in Georgia. And he maintains he still thinks the Georgia election was rigged. He is only admitting that uh, what he said about these women was wrong. He called them ballot stuffing, and not morally wrong, just incorrect is what he admitted. He called them ballot stuffing criminal conspirators. He tried to say that a video of them carrying out normal ballot processing tax was actually an attempt to steal ballots in suitcases. He accused them of handing USB drives to each other in some sort of criminal conspiracy. That's the video that I remember going around um, a yeah, lot. Yeah, and it's actually she's like handing her mom a piece of gum. Yeah, it's a mint. Because like, they both are doing election work and it's like long and her mom was like, do you have any It's hours fucking long. As yeah. someone who did election work, first of all, most of, and I don't know how it is where y'all vote, but most of the people working in the elections, like ballot, are black women, older black women. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, as someone who did the fucking the training and did the shift and everything, it's pretty complicated. You have to do, again, a whole training because yeah. there's so many measures in place of like, do this file, make sure this, verify everyone's thing, put this in this folder, this goes here. This is how we count them. This is the machine. Like it's all that. So any like normal thing that everybody fucking does, if out of context and with bad faith can be taken into like, oh, there it's a conspiracy. It's like, yeah, if you're fucking involved in local politics, you know what it takes to, I don't know. It's just, it's just really disgusting that these women, like again, election things is a lot of fucking work. It's a long ass shift. It's thankless. People come in like really rude. And these people are the backbone of our fucking mm-hmm. elections. And to be getting death threats for 
especially in Georgia, where like they purposefully understaff and make it very hard for these people to vote so that people wait in line for many hours mm-hmm. and the, the polling office and they close it before people get a chance. Like, it's just really fucking sick that this happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's already had to spend $90,000 on their lawyer fees. I'm wondering where this man is like getting that much money. And this is certainly not the only not the only legal trouble he has. We will move on to our men. OK, not me. Goat's milk latte drinking. M&M's will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is Avoc- unappealing. Avocado toast eating insiders only. That does not lend credibility to your argument. It makes you look mean. Today, we are taking our favorite question pretty, pretty literally. Yesterday, Mitch McConnell abruptly stopped speaking while staring blankly in the middle of a press conference uh, about the military budget. What I kept thinking when I read these headlines was like, you know, you might have a problem when like literally people are coming up with new ways to describe what happened to you. Like everyone was like, Mitch McConnell freezes up. Like that's not a thing that happens normally to people. Like you might pause. Like nobody even knew how to characterize what happened to him. Like he, he literally, he could not. He could not function for 20 yeah. seconds. I wrote, I wrote it in the newsletter. It was fully 19 seconds that he just stood there and didn't say anything. And it's he actually had, wild. I, he looked like he was his, he had nothing in his eyes. It was kind of terrifying. Yeah. So his colleagues finally noticed after about 20 seconds and escorted him away. Um, he When he returned, McConnell simply stated, I'm fine. When asked if he was up to do his job, he just said, yeah. Apparently, a aide was like he just got like lightheaded and needed to take a moment away. McConnell is 81 years old, uh, not even the, the oldest one there, but he's had some adverse health events in the past few months. He was out of the Senate for six weeks after falling and hitting his head earlier this year. And uh, a report I read said that his speech has I, I hadn't really noticed this. Apparently, his speech has been kind of more halting in recent weeks. Interestingly, his Republican colleagues, you know, they reacted with concern. Like we didn't see much like, you know. I, I expected the response to be a unified, like, the Democrats better not take this to make it seem like we can't do our jobs because Joe's sleepy too. But most of them were just like, yeah, we're concerned. That was scary. We hope he's okay. It feels like there's a vibe that, like, this isn't new. It's like with Dianne Feinstein. Like, people were like, yeah, yeah it's it's not good. It's not it's not great. And we're so that this was the first time I, I sort of felt like we were getting that from the other side about Mitch McConnell, too. Yeah, I mean, that was my first thought was just about Diane Feinstein and just the gerontocracy situation that we're in, where we have people who are in charge of literally all of our lives who are at the tail end of theirs. And that's going to have some aspect. And what they're doing is affecting for many years, you know, like, and this motherfucker's on his way out. So that's the thing. Like he didn't lose his train of thought. Like something he like definitely experienced some sort of like. But even if you're lightheaded, because I get lightheaded and fainty a lot. Like normally I'm very aware of it. I can be like, oh, I, I need to sit down, or I'm not going to be able to continue doing this. So it's just very strange that something happened for like an extended period. And as we know, like the man does not look well. He no. I don't know if he's ever looked super healthy, but he has not looked well. That didn't look like lightheadedness. No. You know what I mean? Like. I actually, there, there's a lot of room for like if you're a public figure who has to go out and speak all the time, like if someone like straight up fainted or whatever, I'd be like, you know what? That fucking happens. Like sometimes yeah. you buckle your knees. I It happened to a girl like literally once a year. It would happen to a girl at a chorus concert because she yeah. stu- she buckled her knees while singing and she'd just <laughs> yeah. go down. 
Yeah. But you can tell, like, it's like, when someone gets lightheaded, you can see that they're kind of like, trying to keep it together for a second. They get a little pale, and then they faint or whatever. This truly was like mid-sentence. He just stopped saying anything for 19 seconds, and then they walked him away. I've actually never seen anything like that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he like still didn't seem to know what was going on as they as they walked him away. And it's just like, what is this fucking earth? Like, clearly he had a big medical event and it's like, he should probably not be working anymore. Like just fucking chill. Take the rest of your days and fucking relax. But it's like this desire for power and whatever, you know, if, if Mitch McConnell and Diane Feinstein and probably some of the others in there were like, not choosing to do this, but there was somebody who was making them, that would be elder abuse. Like yeah. they're just elder yeah. abusing themselves. Like yeah. this man probably, this is a really fucking hard job. They're in the middle of a military budget. He probably hasn't had enough to drink. He probably hasn't eaten enough. He probably hasn't slept enough. That's not okay when you're 81. No. It's, it, especially like maybe if you can function at your absolute, you know, highest. I've read a lot of articles about how like Joe Biden, they're really like paying attention to shit to make sure he's not put in a situation where he trips again or like has something that exposes his age or more importantly, where he's like actually potentially, you know, like in danger. But but it's just very clear. Some of the members of our Senate, like it is not healthy for them or our nation for them to be in there. And they're just like fucking hoarding power because, you know, Mitch is never going to leave on his own. No, he's he's absolutely never going to step down. And it's like, you actually have a really, really, really important role. And again, like we said the same shit about Diane Feinstein. It was not okay that she was on the Senate Judiciary Committee in the state that she was in because that is an important job that we need someone who is performing at their best to do. And Mitch McConnell... Yeah, and, like, representing California is also a huge other thing. But it's, like, I don't I don't think that if Mitch McConnell stepped down tomorrow, like, another Republican... It's not like then a Democrat becomes the minority totally. leader or we get a Democratic senator from Kentucky, Kentucky. automatically. No, that's... But I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. again, we need the people who are in the top positions in our government, of which Senate minority leader is one, to be functioning at a very high level, not even just like properly, like at a high level. Right, exactly. As you were talking, I was realizing that Kentucky right now has a Democratic governor. So if Mitch were to resign, it's Bashir, right? It would be his- Yeah, um, Andy Bashir. His, his, Andy, Andy Bashir, thank you. It would be his right to appoint somebody. And obviously Ooh. he would appoint a Democrat. Bashir is up uh, for re-election in November. Actually, it's interesting. This year, both of the red state Democratic governors- um, so in Louisiana and Kentucky are up in November. So those will be some interesting elections. But yeah, I I, I don't really think that Mitch McConnell has thought seriously about stepping down from his post. But if he has thought about it, I'm sure he would not do it with his state led by a Democratic governor. Like, And, and all of his colleagues know that. Yeah. But it's also like, that's the crazy thing about, again, the gerontocracy of it all, where it's like, they hold on to power and hold on to power and hold on to power until you get into a position which Dianne Feinstein was in, which Ruth Bader Ginsburg was in, which now Mitch McConnell finds himself in, where it's like, oh shit, now it might actually be time for me to go, but I can't because of these other auxiliary political circumstances. So now I have to, like, again, Dianne Feinstein, it got to the point where she, because she was on the Judiciary Committee and because Republicans would have to agree to replace her, 
that she couldn't actually just step down and remove herself. So now we have that crazy picture of them like wheeling her into the Senate. And uh, now Mitch McConnell finds himself in a situation where he probably feels that he and the people around him probably feel that he can't step down because there's a Democratic governor in Kentucky who could appoint appoint his replacement. And it's like, this is kind of what we're talking about when we talk about like term and age limits and that kind of stuff. Because it's like, if you just let someone hold on to the very end, then they're going to have to make considerations that aren't just about their health. And we're going to have people who are not healthy like in a way that affects their job, staying in their job because they don't want so-and-so to appoint this or it's going to mess up this or blah, 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 blah. And that really shouldn't be how it goes. Yeah, that seems like a pretty a pretty neat solution. That's all the time we have for today. Make sure to tune in to Soft Black Woman tomorrow. Our own Millie Tamares is the guest on tomorrow's episode Woo! with Dr. Kaday. Good. I'm so excited to listen. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.